All right, real quick, people, before we get into today's show, we've just released a new course, Periodization for Periods, all around how to train women around their monthly cycle, and we've got it on special. If you're interested, click the link in the show notes. You are now listening to the Fitness Education Online Podcast, the podcast where fitness professionals go to grow their fitness business. If you're in the fitness industry, you'll find tips and strategies from proven business experts. Now, let's start the show. All right. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Fitness Education Online Podcast. I am super excited because we've got an absolute rock star on the line this week, all the way from the other side of the world in the UK. A little bit about this person. She's the founding company director at FitPro. If you're not familiar with FitPro, that's exactly what we're going to talk about today. But they're one of the the leaders in the world in the fitness industry. They've got blogs, podcasts, newsletters, memberships, insurance, all sorts of awesome stuff. Um, They're associated with some of the biggest names in the fitness industry, Viper, PTA Global, and they've been around for a while as well. You know, it's easy on the, the internet these days. Every second person is a you know, a fitness expert or a business expert, but uh, FitPro has been around since 1990. So anyways, without further ado, let me introduce the one and only Miss Jane Waller. Jane, how are you? Hello. Thank you. That was amazing. I think I, can I have a copy of that? Oh. <laughs> I'm going to use that. That was incredible. Thank you very much. This is a, this is a great honour. Thank you for um, having me on board. No, thank you for agreeing to come on. Uh, Jane, I like to start all my podcasts off with a quote or mantra that inspires you or fires you up. Have you got one for us? Yeah, I guess. I, I mean, I, I, I do live by um, a quote, which is, if it's going to be, it's up to me. I actually have that on a very old, wrinkly, faded um, post-it note that um, goes with me pretty much wherever I go. It's, you know, at the moment it's on the wall in my kitchen um, and I just look at it every so often and it reminds me that, you know, rather than moan about something or somebody hasn't done something or I'd like this to happen or why me and that's not fair, that I look at it and I go, actually, you know what, if it's going to be, it's up to me. So stop the moaning, get on with it and, and make it happen. And actually it's the, it's the title of a book um, by a guy, Dr. Arthur Towles. Um, and the book is about um, the principles of possibility thinking. And actually, I've never read the book. Um, and, you know, when we were sort of communicating earlier and, you know, we talked about that, you know, what, what sort of mantras or values that we live by, um, it actually made me sort of really look into it. And I thought, yeah, you know what, I actually need to read this book. So I've, I've now purchased the book. And I'm going to read it. And, you know, maybe what I've been living by for the last many years will, will make sense to me. So, um, yeah, but that's pretty much that's pretty much what I, I look at regularly and I live by. Love it. I, I live by something similar myself. I haven't heard that exact quote, um, but I, I like that philosophy. As simple as like I yeah. used to sort of think, you know, oh, how good would it be if someone did this? You know, or someone should come up with, and it's specific to the fitness industry. You know, yep. there should be a CEC course on this topic here. Why isn't there a CEC course on this topic here? Hold on. It's probably because everyone's just thinking like me and hoping someone else would do it. You know, maybe if we get, the, if I can get the ball rolling and do it, I can actually create that thing there. So yep. 
Love that quote. Exactly. Um, now, Jane, tell us a little bit about FitPro. I know you're very active over in, in your side of the world. Um, yeah. A bit in Australia. You'll probably know the stats more than me, maybe not as much in Australia as, as the UK. But if someone's listening to this and they're in Australia and New Zealand, can you let us know what is FitPro? What is it you actually do there? Okay, well, we, we're an organisation that provides um, services, products, and support to professionals that work in the fitness industry. Um, and yes, we have been going since 1990. And obviously, the business back then is very, very different to what it is now. Um, I think you're quite right when you said earlier that, you know, with the internet and social media, um, everybody's a superstar. Uh, <laughs> and I think one of the frightening things about yeah. uh, the industry or the community now is that you know, if you look amazing and you're fantastic at marketing mm. yourself, then you can have a huge influence on people in the community um, without necessarily having the credentials to back that up. Um, and that that concerns us a lot. Whereas, you know, with FitPro, we've sort of been there sort of since the beginning, really, in the in the UK fitness industry. Um, sort I, of- I, don't, I don't even think we had a fitness industry in Australia in 1990. Do you know, when did you? Actually, I can, well, this is sort of, if you're sort of going to go back into my, into my past, which we don't really need to do, but, (laughs) um, you know, when I sort of started off, I had a career before fitness, but when I started off in the fitness industry, I actually worked for Australian Fitness Network um, in Sydney, and that was in 87. When you Um, were two? We started when you were two. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you're lovely. Um, (laughs) And, you know, that was, they were just starting off, I think they were in their first or second year then in, in 1987. And I worked with, you know, who I think of in Australian um, sort of fitness royalty, like, you know, Greg Hurst and mm-hmm. uh, Nigel Champion, Lisa Champion, Lexi Williams, Matt Church, you know, all those great guys that were doing amazing stuff back then. Um, and actually, you know, what they were doing was really impressive and very supportive for the industry. And, and actually, what we do in the UK is pretty much exactly that. So, yeah, there was there was uh, an industry. It was more developed, definitely, in Australia than in the UK. Oh, wow. So we beat you. So Australia was... was certainly. There we go. Okay. Yeah, certainly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, you know, we, we sort of kicked that off in 1990. And as I said, it's a... Well, it's tell, a tell us a little business, bit about huh? that. So you, your first job in the industry was with Network? Um, well, I was... <laughs> I am that classic, you know, aerobics um, diehard in the front row, you know, watching every move the instructor makes. Um, And then one day she doesn't turn up because she's sick and everybody looked to me and said, Jane, step in and teach the class. And literally that is what happened. Um, And I did, and quite frankly, never looked back. And, you know, here I am, I changed careers and it was, you know, it was a turning point in my life, that's for sure. so yeah, so that was back in the that was back in the mid eighties, um, and I I did move career from dentistry to fitness and uh, took a full time job with with Network in Sydney, um, and and sort of loved it. So that was that was sort of the beginning of of sort of that journey. Okay. Yeah. And then how did FitPro start from there? FitPro started in London, or you started in Australia? How, how did that sort of work? Yeah, no, we, I was, um, after a couple of years with Fitness Network, um, my partner and myself decided to do that Aussie thing, go travelling for a couple of years. So that's what we did. Um, and we started off in Asia for a few months and then, 
I mean, having being Aussies and having absolutely no idea of what happens in the Northern Hemisphere, we arrived in the Northern Hemisphere uh, for Christmas <laughs> and had no idea how to cope with the cold. So we bunkered down in London because it was English speaking. Yep. So we bunkered down in London. I thought, oh, we'll just get a job for the next few months just to get us through the winter months. Um, and I took a I took a job at a spa, Sydenham Spa, where I I worked on the gym floor and I taught aerobics classes. Um, and there's just so many funny funny question, stories. Question, question with that: What was that like, sort of qualifications wise in in those days? Was it just like, ah, oh, yeah, I've done it in Australia, you know, yeah, you can do it here? Was there official certifications? How did that sort of work, Australia to to the UK? Let's take a quick break. When it comes to influencer marketing, there's a podcast that covers it all that you will want to add to your playlist. The Influence Factor by the Influencer Marketing Factory. They talk about influencer marketing, social media, the creator economy, social commerce, and much, much more. They cover all aspects, including the creator economy, social commerce, the latest trends, the metaverse, TikTok trends, and that's just the beginning. The Influence Factor by the Influencer Marketing Factory. Add the podcast to your playlist right now. Well, Australia did have official um, qualifications and it was quite sophisticated, really, um, considering it was the early stages of the industry. You had to register as an instructor. You did have to have insurance and you did have to re-register every two years and demonstrate that you had done so many points of CECs, which going back the then is pretty impressive. Yeah. Uh, not so in the UK. Not so okay. in the UK. There was this, a, was, this was all with network? You'd, you'd get your qualifications with network? You'd re uh, you'd get, Yeah, you'd get your continuing education with network. Gotcha. Um, you'd be really rattling my memories now to go back <laughs> on, on who the official organisations no, were. But um, in the UK, that wasn't the case. There was no, um, there was no requirement there was no requirement to even be qualified at all. So um, you'd work at a gym, you were fit, hey, you want to teach the class? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, okay. there, wasn't, there wasn't a lot of structure. Um, so, um, yeah, so I, I, I taught on the gym floor and I taught aerobics classes and had an absolute ball. I can remember my first aerobics class. Um, I wore a G-string leotard, oh, which wow. was, um, which of course over here is a thong, but... Um, <laughs> And in Australia, that's what everybody was wearing with yeah. tights, of course. Yeah. Um, but that had never been seen here, and oh, wow. it was it was <laughs> shocking. I mean, I was I was just about marched out of the room. I mean, it was I could, it was hysterical. But anyway, we got over that. Um, and but the one thing that I noticed is that you know instructors had no support at all. Yeah. You know, when I would ask other instructors at the club, like, where do you get your music? We tape it off the radio. Whereas, of course, at Network, you know, we supplied a professional legal music service. Yeah. Um, you know, where do you go to get your, you know, I figured I'd be able to do my CECs while I was in the UK because being English speaking, but there yeah. was there was absolutely no offering at wow. all. So, you know, it just kind of, you know, my, my, was my partner at the time, now my husband, um, and we just sort of started talking about it going, you know, this is, this is a huge market. And yet the fitness industry is totally um non-existent and um fractured you know it was very everybody worked in isolation nobody worked together um so it just got us thinking really that you know there's a massive opportunity here and 
you know, we have the ability to maybe offer some great services that are, that are really needed. So we, that's got us thinking. We continued our travels, um, but never, ever sort of lost sight of the fact that there was a great opportunity to come back here. So when we finished our travels, we, that's what we did. We spoke to Network. Um, we had the opportunity to license some of their products just for a year. Um, so their music service and their magazine. So we had an opportunity to launch with something that was, you know, yeah. really good quality and, and fit for purpose. So that's what we did. So we relied on that licensed product for one year while we got on our feet and got to understand the market because, I mean, we were Australians and, yeah. um, you know, it's a very, very different culture. And oh, so really? we needed to understand that. Yeah, it is. Question that it's still, still today, very different? Um, it is still different. I'd say that the gap um, is much, uh, it's much less now. But I mean, back in the day, Australia sort of fitness was, it was quite hard bodied. Um, you know, we sort of like to work hard, play hard. And it was really that kind of uh, a culture, very much a visual aesthetic culture yeah whereas in the UK it's not uh, or was not and so you know if we had gone in with that sort of approach we would certainly have alienated the people that we wanted to communicate with so yeah, it was a great exactly. opportunity for us to just get on our feet just offer really solid products great education um, you know we had we had some amazing Australian presenters come and do workshop tours for us, uh, Lexi oh, Williams, Adam Rock, Jeff Ahern. I mean, these are names going way, way back that, um, you know, only your older, older listeners <laughs> would, would probably know. Um, how, how did it start, Jane? How did, so, you know, you, you moved back to the to London, you were sort of, you knew a few, like, how did you pack a workshop with someone from Australia in a country that you'd just sort of, you know, been, been at for, for a few months? How did that sort of happen? Yeah, um, well, it was a leap of faith, to be honest. It didn't exist. Yeah. It yeah. was, it, nothing existed. There was no workshops. It just, that didn't exist. You you did what was your basic RSA qualification, um, which at the time really was, um, I mean, it did the job and it gave you a qualification, but it was not dynamic. It wasn't alive. It wasn't, mm. you know, it didn't, it, it it, the, the Australian approach was so much more vibrant. Um, mm. And so we had an opportunity to, you know, start taking this education on the road, basically, which didn't exist. And so um, was the internet, because uh, I, I was quite, there was, no, there was no internet? No, we didn't Email? even have a mobile, we didn't even have mobile phones. Because so, um, well, this was on yeah. phone that you were communicating you know, hey, Nigel, I'm over in the, the US. Can you mail me over some CDs? Is that? Yeah, we had we had fax machines. Oh, okay. um, But, you know, so. Wait, what machine? Sorry. What, what did you say? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fax machine. yeah, thank you. Um, so, I mean, yeah, it was really it was really hard on all of our phone calls were on landlines. Um, expensive in I those mean, days as well, right? Yeah, it was, it was crazy. It was Not crazy. like today we, we can call anywhere in the world on your 40 buck plan or something yeah and it's it was we had the opportunity to to get to get kick started because we actually had a contact our contact through nigel champion who worked at the university of east london um in the physical education 
course. Um, and he said, look, you know, go over and speak to these guys. So we, we did and they, they just loved the idea of what we were going to do and they were so supportive that they gave us a tiny little office within the university um, oh, and said, you know, here you go. And it literally was like two metres by one and a half metres, but oh, wow. it was, you know, nobody was using it. And they said, well, you know, you can use this to get started. So, you know, that's, we had a desk and a filing cabinet and a landline and we just made phone calls and we visited clubs and said, this that's is what awesome. we want to do. Here's an example of our magazine. And, and, you know, everybody was just so grateful, I think, for what, you know, what they were going to receive that, um, we, you know, people just joined us. People just joined mm -hmm. us and we set about and set up our workshop tours and we advertised it through clubs and away we went. Yeah, and, the, and they were, the workshops were, were busy pretty much from the get-go. Yeah, and I mean, the, you know, the, um, the vibrancy of the presenters uh, just, you know, the, people just loved it. People just loved it. So, um, you know, it created a real energy and, um, it, you know, it just helped us to get sort of, um, sort of, you know, really anchored into the industry. So, yeah. That's awesome. It goes back to your first quote, right? It's pretty much like, you know, if it's to be, it's up to me. And you yeah. just went out yeah. and did it. And I love yeah. that because it's like, um, it's just sort of like, hey, I've got this awesome thing. I know these people that are going to like it. Let me just do the work. Let me pick up the yeah. phone and make some phone calls. Let me go and visit some gyms and, and see what happens. So I love mm -hmm. that. And then from yeah. there, I'm guessing it, it just grew, right? It was like, all right, cool. Now let's have another course. Now let's um, have a, I don't know if you do conferences or, you know, now the internet's around, let's start getting online. And now, you know, let's get involved in the insurance side of things. It just grew step by step by step to what it is now. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, it has just continued to grow. I mean, right back then in 1990, when we launched, um, personal training didn't exist. Yeah. Uh, so our business was, was totally focused on the group X instructor. Yeah. Um, and most of, the vast majority of Group X was within school halls and community halls. There was very little oh. Group X in clubs. Because gyms um, were just bodybuilders, right? Well, yeah, they, they were yeah, gyms. They were, yeah, they were gyms. I mean, they might have had a small dance studio, yeah. um, but it was a dance studio um, mm. and actual sort of group exercise classes as we know it today um, was was not huge. However, it was within the community. So, yeah. but that's a very, very difficult group of people to communicate with because yeah. they're, they're alone and, you know, they're in a hall. So it's not even that you can contact them through the hall. Yeah. So, <clears throat> yeah, it was, it was very, very difficult to, to bring all of those people together and to, <clears throat> excuse me, build a membership, <clears throat> you know, through people that are sort of not connected. So, you know, that was a really big focus for us initially. But then as I'd say probably about 92 is when personal training um, started to become more popular, but then it was very, very elitist. Mm -hmm. And it really was just a, a London-based thing, a celebrity-based thing. But, uh, you know, then as it moved more and more into the mainstream, um, you know, we, we were sort of right there as well. So, you know, we have, in many ways, we have, um, you know, pioneered through the industry, which is exciting. You know, had lots of things that didn't work. <laughs> um, and lots of things where we just went, well, you know, because we had nothing to compare to. I mean, we, yeah. were, we were watching closely what, you know, um, Network was doing in Australia. We were watching what Idea was doing in America. But again, very different cultures to the UK. So 
you know, we, we tried things that didn't work um, and we tried things that did work and we just sort of, you know, got on with it. That's so as, as then it moved into PT, then it sort of moved out of community halls into clubs, um, you know, then more and more things moved online um, and, you know, here we are today. What's, uh, so what's the future, Jane? We've, we've talked about, you know, what's, what's, what we've done at Fitpro. You there. tell me. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, no, for, for Fitpro specifically. What are, you, uh, okay. what are you working on moving forward? Yeah, well, we, I mean, we have always stuck to what we're good at. Um, mm. We have never ventured from that. And though we have been approached many, many times to go and do ventures that could take us in a different direction, maybe into the consumer market, we, we know we know where our roots are. We know what we're good at, and we have always just stuck to that. Um, so, you know, we will continue to do what we do and what we have a reputation for, and what's needed, and that is to support uh, the community in the fitness industry and those that are working within the fitness industry, and and that is key to us. So, you know, having the best insurance, you know, is important to us. Um, having great education is important to us. Having products and services that are fit for purpose and make a difference that's important to us. And that's what we focus on. I mean, obviously, the last 18 months has had a dramatic effect in the UK. You know, our gyms were closed for 37 weeks yeah. from March of, of 20, 2020 to April of 2021. So, you know, 37 weeks closed is, is tough. Um, we predict, I mean, it's hard to know, but there's sort of a prediction that about 30% of facilities will never reopen. Um, many, many haven't, but, you know, I'm hopeful that some will come back. Um, but, yeah, the prediction is about 30% will never reopen. And as high as 40% of people that worked within the industry from, you know, reception staff, cleaners, PTs, management, the whole, the whole community, about 40% won't return. So, you know, that's, that's, that's tough. That's really tough, but you know we've made changes throughout that time to compensate for that. We've you know we've offered um, we've offered a lot of free education, especially when people are in lockdown and you know what could they do. Um, so we did offer a lot of free education. Um, you know we just made sure that, quite frankly, that we were at the end of a phone as well because yeah. you know some of the stories were really devastating, and just being just being there. Um, I think has, you know, has really, has, has been very, very good for us. So the future is to continue to do what we do really well and offer the services that we offer um, and just keep making them better and more fit for purpose. And it's, it, I mean, I don't think anybody really knows exactly how that this is going to fall out, you know, mm -hmm. with the industry. I mean, I, I don't know about Australia, obviously it's, it's been a, a different journey yeah. with this whole pandemic thing in Australia. Um, we now are in a position where, um, you know, things are opening up and, and people are getting back to normal. But people have found alternatives to, you know, going to the club. I mean, over here, you know, the club was, you know, was a huge community centre, but also because of the weather, yeah. you know, that's, that's really like where you went. Yeah, yeah exactly. Like Australia where, where you can, you know, there's beaches yeah. and good weather and exactly. outdoor boot camps in the middle of winter, you still run them, you know. Yep. Yeah, well, they're doing that now. Now yeah, we've just gone, go. oh, you know, really? now we've gone, you know what? You just you just throw an extra layer and you suck it up. And yeah, because you, you know, the snow. one thing that we were allowed to do was outdoor exercise. So, you know, we just all hardened up a little bit. So yeah. it's 
it's it's interesting. It you know to predict the future would be really hard. Um, would probably be a little arrogant because <laughs> I just have no idea. But you know we we're really well connected, I suppose, and you know we've been around for so long. We um, we hear you know we have our ear to the ground and we hear what people are thinking and how they're feeling, and so we just continue to respond um, and you know make sure that we can offer the services that they need. But it's you know. It has been it has been a really tough time, but um, it's bouncing back, and that's it's and and it's exciting to see how it's bouncing back too, because people are really are really positive and now a little bit more appreciative of of what they have. Mm. So um, you know, hopefully, we've all learned a big lesson from it as well. Yes, agree. Well, um, Jane, I, I want to be sensitive of your time. I know there's a lot lot you could be doing. That's pretty much all I wanted to cover for today. Is there anything? Cool. I should have asked you, but forgot to, or anything you want to finish this off with? Um, no, not really. I think we've, I think we've sort of covered it all. I mean, um, you know, I, I can't really say much more about what will be because as I said, we just, we just don't all know. We just, just sort of just got to do the right thing by each other, I guess, and, and make it happen. Agree. Awesome. Well, Jane, thank you very much for your time. For everyone listening, I strongly recommend checking out the FitPro website. I'll put the link in the show notes, but it's a a pretty easy one to remember. I believe it's just www.fitpro.com. Is that right, Jane? That's it. That's it. Yeah, real easy. Awesome. All right. Thank you, Jane. Thank you. Thanks very much. Thank you for listening. If you liked this show, share it with your friends, subscribe on iTunes, and leave us a five-star review. For show notes and free training on how to grow your fitness business, visit www.fitnesseducationonline.com.au. Are you a fitness professional looking to provide your clients with personalized meal plans? Check out Mealsy, the ultimate solution for creating custom meal plans in just a few simple clicks. With Mealsy, you can say goodbye to countless hours spent on meal planning. Our Australian meal planning web app is designed to save you time and effort so you can focus on what really matters, your clients and their success. Mealsy provides you with a vast library of recipes all created by nutrition professionals. From breakfast to dinner and everything in between, we've got you covered. Whether you want to create a custom meal plan tailored to your client's needs or choose from our selection of ready-made meal plans, Mealsy has the flexibility to accommodate your preferences. So why waste precious time and energy creating meal plans from scratch? Let Mealsy do the heavy lifting for you while you focus on delivering exceptional fitness services. Join the community of fitness professionals who have revolutionized their business with Mealsy. Visit our website at www.mealsy.com and sign up today. Mealsy, the smarter way to meal plan for fitness professionals.